Welcome to another episode of This is the Part I Don't Get with me, Jay. And me, Bay. <laughs> and this is episode, I have no idea. 80. 80. Yay! 80. Right. We finally made it to a good even number. Yes, we're out of the 70s. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we're old and old fashioned. Yep. In a nursing home for sure. Tis the season. Um, I don't know uh, whose turn it is. I think it's yours because yeah, I, think I think you went last last too. time. Yeah, I was thinking that. I think it's yours. Unless you have any great kernels of wisdom that you wish to share prior to your topic, go for it. Um, you know, just just keep praying for our country right now. Okay, <laughs> that's all I have. To say. <laughs> because i i don't know what else to do <laughs> okay all right all right well if, if you if you if you believe in prayer <laughs> if you believe in prayer if not <laughs> oh well meditation if not just scream positive scream out to the universe what just... is it that the what is the secret where you like say something affirmation uh, you'll is that have it? to ask your mom for that one <laughs> i think it's i think it's positive positive affirmation that's what i'll use for myself positive yeah. affirmation if you think it it will happen like the kevin yeah. costner movie cool. but yeah i, it's, I think it's that. your turn <laughs> okay i so, don't have any kernels of wisdom either so yeah <laughs> um but hopefully we can be a distraction for everyone for a little bit um so uh my topic is actually a, a not a dark one a little more uplifting probably nice. be pretty short um i actually got the idea from my sister-in-law who sent me like a little tiktok video um did you know that there is a job where you can cuddle someone and get paid for it oh that just makes my spine shiver really <laughs> <laughs> The idea of a cuddling a stranger is there's so much of my privacy bubble that's being invaded. Oh, I thought you'd be all for that, but yeah, the no, stranger thank you. part, yeah. I mean, you don't know who it is. This could be. That's, that is true. And that was, <laughs> I mean, you, you know how I am. My, my, my bubble is very big. Are so. there background checks? Well, um, not really. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so my topic be. is professional cuddling or professional oh cuddlers. Um, Could you imagine that on your zip recruiter? <laughs> like, you know, like, cause I listen to so many podcasts. It's like, this is sponsored by ZipRecruiter.com. Oh <laughs> yeah. Hook you up with the employees that you need. Well, you know, I have a cuddling agency and I really need a new cuddler. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a professional cuddler. I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Um, but what do you really do? <laughs> I know. On uh, a first date? Ugh. Yeah. So my sources are um, an article from Ranker, um, cuddlecomfort.com. There, there, was, there was a lot of uh, a lot of competing websites, Cuddle Comfort and then 
Cuddlist. Cuddlist.com was the other one, just to get some basic information. Um, just a baseline. Yeah. Baseline. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a new, it's a relatively new profession. Big shock. I know, uh, right? Since the pandemic or pre? Uh, actually, it, it did start pre the pandemic, but it definitely increased, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Everyone needs a good hug after after the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so a, a professional cuddler is, is someone who's paid to cuddle platonically. Um, there's no like specific training that they go through. It seems like, <laughs> um, they, they do have a, a book called cuddle sutra, which is like their Bible basically. Um, and it has 50 different cuddle positions. Didn't, oh, there were that many, but kind of makes sense. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what, you know, I there might be, be interested in seeing those positions as well. Yeah. Little spoon, big spoons, all I know. Oh, there's, there's variations of the spooning. Of the spoon. Yeah. I want to know who thought of the spoon to begin with. Like, I get it, the visualization of a spoon, right? Yeah. But like, who was like, you know, I feel like a spoon, you know? I mean, it, it totally makes sense, but it does, but. Who was the first person to think of the spoon? That person was a that revolutionary. <laughs> um, oh, it's only six dollars and nine cents on thriftbooks.com for the cuddle sutra. <laughs> the cuddle sutra. Four point six okay. out of five. <laughs> you know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get it for your birthday. Oh, I should only be so lucky. I know. Oh, here's a little. Oh, never mind. That's karma. That's something different. <laughs> that is something different. They can be made less in, G-rated. They can be made into cuddles, maybe. I was trying to find some uh some pictures. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, so the earliest I could find about like the profession of cuddling was 2013 by um, and it was started by a woman named Samantha Hess, and she founded uh, Cuddle Up to Me. Uh, in Portland, of course, <laughs> I could definitely. Dreary. I feel yeah, like I could see high that. elevation. <laughs> but like you've seen Portlandia, right? With yeah, um, uh, with the guy from SNL, and I remember either of their names? Fred Armistead. <laughs> yes, thank you. Is it Armist? I, I know I'm saying that right. Yeah, I, I know I'm saying that Arm- wrong. I think it's Armiston. Um, and yeah, I could totally see them doing this on there. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they already have. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know, Portland is, is very, um, I guess hipster would be the best word or just very, yeah. very, very, uh, progressive and they Trendy. Just like be, yeah, they like to be like the first to do anything weird. Um, so 99% of cuddlers are female or uh, 99% of the cuddlers, like on the website, like the professional cuddlers, okay. um, and then most of the clients are heterosexual men over 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm a little like, surprised. Yeah. Like as a, as if I was a professional cuddler, I wouldn't feel, I'd be a little nervous cuddling up to some man. I would think it would be the reverse. I would think that women would need to be cuddled and there would be a bunch of gross men that were like lining up to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that is just like what I, where I went. 
in my mind. But now I'm getting kind of like maybe like a mom complex here. Yeah. If a man needs to be cuddled, needs to be held, and he's over 50. Yeah. Which to me just, I don't know. Like I just thought of like kind of sad. Yeah. I, it's just like, I, I don't want to make the comparison, but it really started to feel like, like sound like it was just kind of on the way to being like sex work. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But they, you know, they, the website. Oh, you said it's platonic. Yeah. It's platonic. Um, they even have a cuddle convention called cuddle. Not surprised. <laughs> what, it, what, it, what have I said? And I will keep saying it. If it is possible to have a society for it, <laughs> it will be, it has already been, and they've already met and there is some sort of committee board yeah. book or convention. Yeah. There's professionals. I mean, stays true. This yeah. stays true. Um, but this is probably definitely one of the more newer um, professions slash, you know, societies, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's important to note that there are a lot of uh, mental and physical benefits to cuddling. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, studies show that it releases oxytocin, um, which is like that kind of like feel good hormone. I mean, anyone who's cuddled someone um, kind of probably has experienced it, you know, kind of relaxes you. Um, and then studies have shown that a deeper connection uh, I'm sorry, there is a deeper connection with um, a partner um, when there's more cuddling involved in the relationship and it usually leads to more sex. Um, and then there's also surprisingly no gender difference in wanting to cuddle. So even oh. though men kind of get the stereotype of like, oh, I don't want to cuddle, they they want it just as much as- They secretly people. want to. Yeah. Well, we know my husband is not shy about it. <laughs> which I always appreciated he's a big cuddler yeah yeah See, I'm a big cuddler and my husband's not because he can fall asleep anywhere and he yeah. usually falls asleep within five minutes so if you're just laying still he's snoring within a minute or two <laughs> so he's not the greatest of cuddlers but he will he'll give it his best shot well he probably ever. just knows that you're gonna do it so he's like waiting for you but I bet if one day you like tested it and didn't he would probably he would initiate i bet you maybe i don't know from what you said it sounds like he, he, he likes i request to i request to cuddle but he's like <laughs> i i don't want he's like i'm not tired i don't want to fall asleep because he's like oh, i know i'm just gonna fall asleep that is true that does tend to lead because if you're just holding someone and i prefer to cuddle in dimly lit you know, cause it's like, yeah. it's like you're sleeping. It's a pre-sleeping yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah that's you know, usually, or, it starts at the watching TV. For me, it's always like, you know, the head on the shoulders. That's like, I consider that. Yeah, you were tired. I want a little lean. I want a little cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, if I, if I, if I lay down, I'm, I'm done. I'm sleeping. Oh, so he's, he's like, I need to stay awake. I mean, what yeah. do you need to stay awake for? Or is I don't it know. Like early in the day. Yeah, I think if it's too early, messes with the sleep schedule. So he's like, well, "We can cuddle sitting up on the couch." I'm like, "That is not the same." Yeah, I, I like, like I like cuddle? to I like to lay down. <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of hard to cuddle like completely. That's like up a half-ass cuddle. I, I mean, maybe the cuddle sutra. Cuddle. 
will tell us that there are ways. I, I'm, I'm guessing there is. There's probably adapted cuddles for people who are less mobile. <laughs> There's got to be all kinds. <laughs> yeah, of I mean, yeah. But yeah, I. It's funny. I didn't think I was like into cuddling, like when I was single, and then, then, uh, you know, I. I married someone who who likes it a lot. I'm like, you know, your cuddle bubble nice. was bursted. I know. Um, oh, like, this is sweet. I'm like, I guess I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but this is a platonic cuddle that we're talking about. That's true. Which I can't ever say I've cuddled platonically. I don't think I have either. I don't think I have either. Yeah, like there's never, there's like, never been friends. a call. Never been a call. I feel it. like I see that in the movies or in shows and like friends like yeah. travel on like or siblings, what? maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're like sisters really close to yeah. No, yeah. you and I have never cuddled. I've never felt the need. I mean, unless you think of like a a mom and and daughter. Yes. Mom and child. Yes, that would baby. be chronic. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's good for the relationship. It's good for the oxytocin. And then there was the um, study with Harry Harlow, you know, Psych 101. Um, he did a, an experiment where he gave these baby monkeys, um, he split them into two groups and some got like this wire um, replica of, a, of like a mom monkey. And then the other got um, one that was like soft that was supposed to be the um, oh I've heard of this yeah yes I've heard yeah of very this. famous study and they found that the ones that you know it was showing how important touch was in you mm -hmm. know the young, the young ages in the beginning stages of life and they found that um you know the monkeys with the wire mother so to speak had you know more issues um later on so it's just showing that that touch is important um little babies <laughs> um and and um they say that people they say uh, some of the research i they I, say <laughs> who's they <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of the research i read was was saying that people that you know that got cuddling and then didn't like divorce or you know lost somebody are more likely to have depression um you know, but you know, stuffed animals are great. I mean, I don't, they don't replace like, <laughs> I they're guess a good temporary like, cuddle. Absolutely. A little yeah, teddy bear. Sometimes I'm just like, I just got to wrap my arms around something. Okay. <laughs> well, I or cannot dog. sleep. You know me. I cannot sleep without holding on to something. Yeah. It, yeah it's, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to sleep without holding on to something. I just yeah. can't you're in like a hotel room and you came unprepared yeah it, it, it's a it's a bad sleep and I, know. I think it just comes from childhood you know you've got your little blankie or your stuffed animal or whatever you're just so used to sleeping with it why discontinue yeah you know, like it's just like the physical action of holding something not even just like it doesn't matter what it is could be a pillow yeah it's like a, a baby it's, pillow. I think it's a security and a safety thing um, yeah. just knowing and it's like a grounding thing too you're like okay I'm not alone <laughs> yeah I really think that this cuddling thing it just reminds me so much of like connections with mothers like and it's interesting that yeah. you brought up the monkey study that's immediately what I think of is that like that that connection of like you know 
being loved by a mom. That's what I think of, aside from the gross factor that you're signing up online <laughs> for some yeah. stranger to come to your house. That is what I think of. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, I don't know. It just makes me yeah, sad that it is a little gotten sad. To the point where you have to pay someone just to yeah. cuddle you. But on the other hand, I think it's better that it's, you know, that it's out there as a possibility, as an option. but mm-hmm. of course only for people that can pay for it, <laughs> which, um, so speaking of which, uh, Companies such as Cuddle Up uh, charge um, eighty dollars oh, yeah. an hour. Wow! So, and then the the actual cuddler gets fifty percent of it, and then the rest goes to the company that they work for. And then you know only fifty percent. Yeah, I'm like, eh. and it's forty dollars. So, you know, I guess. I want. I want to know what the it. rules are. Did they tell you like what the rules are? Like what? Yeah, they are? but they're you know. Are they vague? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the client has to pay any travel expenses. They have to pay up front. You can do overnight sessions, but they have to take place in a previously agreed upon location. Um, and the overnight sessions can range from three twenty-five to four hundred dollars. Um, wow. So yeah, the 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 rules and and requirements were very vague, which made me kind of like nervous. Not that I would ever do this but just for people that do decide to do it um there's no like license required um or any really training um i guess it's just kind of like you know just i feel like they just really need intensive therapy yeah um, along with a good hug yeah probably i i can see it being beneficial to someone that's like grieving yes. um and just like doesn't want to be alone or something or maybe certain people have been through certain traumas. Um, and then uh, some companies don't even like interview the person in person. They just like hire them over the phone. Uh, the mm. one thing I saw w- was that they have for the protection of the employee, they have like a final phone call where, um, so you alert the employer of the location and time, and then you must call within 45 minutes of the scheduled end time or the police are automatically called oh yeah i feel like lyft should have something like that in uber yeah considering all the accounts of people being assaulted yeah talk about like no standard like hardly any back well i don't know maybe they do background checks but i thought like one of them did but the other didn't originally who knows maybe they've changed it but yeah but there is no background check that i saw in any of these cuddle ones which is a very good point um because that's the first thing i thought of was all the accounts because i recently saw a link saying that people might be might be entitled to some compensation if you were in, if you were assaulted in an uber or a just Lyft. a little bit of pain and, and i was like maybe compensated thanks <laughs> you know? wow thank you yeah. for my consideration i have trauma for the rest of my life but i you know. know i'll God. deal with it terrible <laughs> So like, that's immediately where what I was thinking of it, probably because I recently just saw that um, pop up on my feed, but I just immediately thought of like, are they a background track? What's the deal here? Who who are these cuddlers? Yeah. Like you're in a very vulnerable position Mm -hmm. and they're in your house or wherever, Um, you know, you're really, you are putting yourself at risk. They could even, even if it's not you, they could do something to your property right take something from you 
Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I better tip them well because they know where I live. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's another thing. They know where you live after that, unless you yeah. meet at a different location. I mean, Who I guess you could pay, pay for that about delivery drivers and stuff. My God. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, so they can do, and, and some of the, um, the professional cuddlers that were interviewed said that a lot of times the person just wants to do platonic activities, like go to a movie or dinner, which they really? are allowed to do. That yeah. just sounds like an escort. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but everything has to say G rated. And they said a lot of the clients just want someone to talk to. So it's like just paying for a friend, really. I bet you that's a service too. Paying. Yeah. It's well, like that's, that's, it's like that movie wedding ringer or whatever. Or oh, like Kevin yeah. Hart was like his best man. Or what's that? Was it? Is that called Wedding Ringer? Yeah, I think so. The Wedding Ringer. What about the the show on Hulu? Is like was it like Download or something like that? I always forget the name. That um, sounds like an Amazon show. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it was where, um, yeah, it's it's this guy like you die, but when you die, you like get oh or maybe upload upload yeah upload. <laughs> download. Yeah. <laughs> download yeah and then I think um yeah they would have people like basically like or it wasn't she wasn't supposed to be his friend but she was kind of like his guide but you know of course turns into something more but romance yeah. yes yeah it, it, it made me wonder like I'm I'm sure a lot of these like the clients they must start to like develop feelings for the person they're cuddling like what if they, if they have a, re- a regular like Oh, I, you know, I only, I only cuddle with, you know, Misty or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah. Of like, course you give them a name like Misty. I don't know. <laughs> it just felt like a cuddling name. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine because so the video that my sister-in-law sent me, um, it was like this girl filling up her gas her card a nice um it was like a nice car she's filling up at a gas station someone's like excuse me what do you do to like afford that car and she's like oh, that's rude cuddler well it wasn't it, they didn't say it like that but you could tell she was like in on it because she didn't really seem so oh, okay. <laughs> like someone just like randomly comes up to you how do you afford this yeah car? um but she was None like of she, your damn business that's how <laughs> she was saying she charges like 200 so like, per hour so I'm like oh and my immediate thought was like they're doing more than cuddling <laughs> yeah or she's just really good at it was she young was she attractive yes 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 and yes mm. oh I'm sure that makes a huge difference and probably get that's why she can charge 200 versus the 80 yeah she went out on her own private practice <laughs> <laughs> I have a private uh, she's certified yeah um so I was reading on Cuddle Comfort, one of the professional cuddling sites, and they were saying cleanliness and adequate hygiene is required by both parties. They I would certainly hope so. What if they have lice? Ew, yeah. And they said this specifically includes showering slash teeth brush within 12 hours of the appointment, wearing freshly Ew. laundered clothing. Oh, I and love that no, they have to write that in there. Yeah, well, you'd probably be surprised. And no or minimal perfume slash cologne be worn by both parties unless requested. Um, yeah. So I, I watched a YouTube video of um, this guy, like he hired a professional cuddler just to see what it was like. And um, he, he found like, you know, someone that was like, I guess, probably the guru of, of cuddling that she did have some sort of certification and she been on like the bachelor like showing the couples like how to cuddle 
Um, okay. And she was like maybe in her fifties or sixties. And, and this guy was like, you know, probably in his twenties or thirties. And, um, he, he actually said like, he really liked it. Um, watching it was Sense like a little calm. Hard. Yeah. He, he said he just liked, he, she was really sweet to him. And he's like, I'm sure you're like this with everybody, but if there's just something See, that's that, where it would get me. It's like, yeah, it's less personal. Yeah. Less How many personal. other people have you cuddled with today? That's you what I wonder about. about like, me. like my hairdresser or like your dental hygienist or someone, you have like such a great, like back and forth and you're like, Oh, you make this appointment so nice. Yeah. So I had a great time, but then you're like, they probably are like this with every client. <laughs> I know that's probably like, every client's best friend. Like our our um our wedding like day of coordinator. I was like, oh, she's so awesome. And yeah. And I was like, oh, you're so great. She's like, well, you guys pay me for this. <laughs> oh, she said that. Oh, well, like that's not, so funny. No, not like that, but like uh, you know, she's she's just like, like, Well, you pay me to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's just reminding you, like, look, I'm just doing my job. Like <laughs> Like we were, you know, complimenting her and she's like, Hey, you're paying for this. <laughs> but it's like, it's weird because it's like, it starts to feel like a, a friendship because they're, you know, going through this, like one of the most important days of your life with yeah. you and they're like, you know, making sure everything's right. And like, I can know, imagine, yeah. Supportive. But then, then I'm like, well, that's just, you know, it's cause that's, we've hired her and <laughs> like weird. I'm like, after this, it's, I'm never going to see the magic wasn't really real. <laughs> yeah. But I follow her on Instagram and she just had a little boy and he's very cute. Oh, that's nice. Oh yes. I remember she was pregnant during your yeah. wedding. Yeah. I remember thinking like, gosh, this, this woman is really taking one for the team. I here. know she was very pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's pretty much it for my topic. Um, <laughs> sounds like so the video was hard more. to watch. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Just cause like, well, she was, she was definitely the big spoon and, but he was way taller than she was. Well, do you um, get to choose? Yeah. And then, and then she was like, she was doing more like meditation stuff with him too. She's like showing him how to breathe and stuff. And, and then like, okay. she would like put her leg, like she was the big spoon, but she'd put her leg around him. And, and then when he was a big spoon, there was a protective pillow. nice you know just in case just in case yeah that kind of reminds me of the um recent um show that that goop came out with the sex goop show they had a lot of like specialists that i've never heard of like people who specialize in like energy and body language and stuff like that you know like just like i can't even tell you what their what they're like for what their job was (laughs) and they were all like you know for helping people connect with one another and stuff like that and even just like on Lizzo's um big girl show she had a sensual movement coach you know so like but obviously that's not platonic so it's it's interesting I can definitely see someone like specializing in something like this if you ever watch like any of the housewives shows like rich people will pay for anything (laughs) okay have like (laughs) they they have like spiritual guides and uh, yeah can't even like I can see someone who's like a mentor yeah 
<laughs> yeah, at least with the cuddling, you're physically doing something. You're not just like, like this one I saw on Housewives, she got like, basically like some sort of exorcism from this, I don't know what she was. She wasn't like a minute, a priest or anything, but she literally just like pulled, she like, she's like, okay, now breathe out. And then she just pretended to pull the spirit out of her and threw it out the window. Oh, nice. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. And threw it out the window. Yeah. Yep. And that mm. was it. She probably charged $500 for that shit, you know? Ah, uh, that's, that's probably underbidding. Yeah. If it was a real housewife. But I mean, yeah. Oh, good, good, good for them for, you know, for making a living. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. For, you know, for manipulating those rich people into giving, <laughs> giving their money to them. Well, hopefully it's some of it's real. And yeah, hard-earned. it's all in, it's, well, it's 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 like the secret, I guess, if you believe it. Yeah, that positive happen. affirmation, man. Well, mine is not as lighthearted. And you may have heard of my topic because as I was researching it, I was like, I've definitely heard of this. And um, I remembered that I had heard this on a murder podcast before. So I was like, oh, okay. Because at first I I just thought it was like a really interesting like story, but then, you know, it took some twists and turns and did turn into a murder. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I didn't think it was. So I got this information from cbsnews.com, unsolved.com and psychology today. And it is all about the Circleville letter writer. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Maybe if I hear the story, it'll start to sound familiar. I do believe it was a live episode of of My Favorite Murder. I could be wrong, could be wrong. I have no idea. But um, this was was years ago, too. Um, Because Circleville also is very well known for their pumpkin festival. Their annual (laughs) pumpkin festival. And uh, Karen from My Favorite Murder talked about it at length. So... um, and I remember being like, gosh, I want to go to the, the pumpkin festival. <laughs> you know how I like, I like that season. I like a good pumpkin. Um, so, but at first I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. But I had, I had to re-remind myself while reading these articles. So for nearly two decades, an anonymous letter writer, you know, snail mail, terrorized the town of Circleville, Ohio, by sending threatening letters that exposed alleged secrets about neighbors and friends. So it's like the real oh. gossip girl, or um, but not on a blog or one of us in an lying. actual letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That's true. So it started in 1976. These letters began arriving and were accusing the citizens of this town of being involved in things like embezzlement, domestic violence, uh, romantic affairs, and even murder. So Circleville is a small town in Ohio that is 25 miles south of Columbus. And there ended up being hundreds of threatening anonymous letters. Most of them were postmarked from Columbus, Ohio, and <clears throat> which is not that far, 25 miles, 25, 30 miles away. And these letters were being sent to newspapers, elected officials, and private citizens of Circleville. And they knew things that, you know, like that were very private about yeah. a lot of different people. So I did 
they, they did have pictures of some of the letters. So this is one letter written to a Mrs. Mary Gillespie. Mrs. Gillespie, stay away from Massey. Don't lie when questioned about meeting him. I know where you live. I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Everyone concerned has been notified and everything will be over soon. And that was the end. Now, keep in mind also, you can't see this. I'll describe it to you. I'll probably post it on one of the Instagram, on Instagram later. Every letter capitalized. It's like all like these. It's like they're yelling. <laughs> like literally every letter of every single word is capitalized mm -hmm. and the letters are very thin almost like block letters too like the way that they did the a's um and like the y's it's it's almost like a like a very robotic kind of way of writing so creepy very yeah. creepy so the writer in this particular instance this was towards the beginning of the two decades span anonymous writing, the writer wanted to uncover this alleged affair that the school district superintendent Massey was having an affair with an alleged affair with a school bus driver named Mary Gillespie. So this was a letter to Mary okay. saying, stay starting, away from Massey. This is starting to sound familiar. I think I heard the My Favorite Murder. Okay, well, hopefully. Hopefully you don't remember it. No, you know me, I can't remember it. <laughs> so, I mean, if not, this has got to be a lifetime movie. If not, it, it has to be. So this alleged affair, of course, became the talk of the town. And the writer sent a second letter saying back to Gillespie, Gillespie, you have had two weeks and done nothing. Make her admit the truth and inform the school board if not, I will broadcast it on CBS, posters, signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. Now, that was sent to Mary's husband, Ron. Yeah, so it's getting a little dicey here. So they thought that they knew who was sending these letters. So they sent some letters themselves to this person, and they weren't threatening, but they were like, hey, stop it. So it stopped for a little bit and they were like, okay, cool. Everything is good. We can go on and live our lives. And so for a while they stopped, but in August of 1977, Gillespie's husband, Ron, while at home, got a phone call, answered the phone and then hung up the phone. And he told his kids that he was going to go out to confront the letter writer and no one knew who called him. And they're like, oh, shoot, must be the letter writer, you know, putting down the pen, picking up the phone. So he <laughs> took a weapon. <laughs> so Ron took a weapon with him. He took, a, he took a gun. He left the house. And a short distance away, he lost control of his vehicle and hit a tree and was killed. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. so, so we don't know if it's a murder, per it's se. But it's definitely one dead. So... <clears throat> The weirdest part about this is like the, he, he appeared to not be drunk um, and they don't know who called the phone or who called the house. And it was like, right after he put the phone down, he runs out and he's like, I'm going to confront the letter writer. And somewhere between the house and hitting this tree, the weapon that he brought with him, his gun, one shot had been fired. One shot. 
And there was never any explanation for when or how the gun had gone off. So no one knows like, did something happen between the tree and the home? Like, did he shoot someone or shoot at someone? Was it an accident? Very strange. So the police, I know, the police thought they had a good suspect. But then more residents of Circleville started to get more anonymous letters accusing the sheriff of a cover-up. They said that the sheriff had conveniently changed his story. They claimed that at first that he had said that the whole situation with Ron Gillespie and the gun and hitting the the tree, they said at first the sheriff said that there was some type of wrongdoing or foul play involved in Gillespie's death, but then later on stated that there wasn't any foul play and their main suspect had passed a polygraph. Now, to me, I don't think that that's a cover-up. I think that could just be investigating. I said that weird, investigating. Like, you know, like the more (laughs) (laughs) investigating, the more you investigate, the more evidence you uncover. So the more like the story unfolds. So maybe, you know, he found some things that just made more sense that didn't in the beginning. So it is important to note that according to the Unsolved Mysteries website, quote, Gillespie had a 0.16% alcohol level in his blood, which would in Ohio be one and a half times the legal limit. Most people I've talked to said that he was not a heavy drinker and were surprised by that kind of finding, end quote. Well, he was pissed off, you know? He was. He was, but did he like chug it or something? Like, yeah, did he he stop at a bar along the way maybe? I don't know, but apparently it was a short distance from his home. So... After Ron's death and the conspiracy that followed, it came with more letters. The letters kept coming. So his wife, Mary, and the superintendent of schools did eventually admit to having an affair. But they, they said that it started after the letters had been sent. Oh, the letters brought them together. (laughs) I know, right? Like that to me sounds a little silly. Like, if you're going to admit to an affair, just go for it. You know, like, don't, oh, well, you know, the letters, you know, we thought, hey, this is a good idea. You're like, I don't know. Why didn't we think of this before? <laughs> I thought that was a little off, but. Yeah. So. Um, oh, sorry, I lost my place. Okay. So, but beginning in 1983, the letter writer began putting signs along the road of Mary's bus route. Yeah. Threatening anonymous signs. Poor Mary. So she (laughs) got out of her bus and ripped down one of the signs and behind the sign was a box. Now this description was very hard to understand. Yeah. This is the part I remember. It was like crazy. There was a box and it had a string attached to it. And that string was attached to another fence post and inside that box was a pistol. So essentially it was supposed to be like a rigged booby trap that was yeah. designed to fire a gun at Mary. And someone had obviously put it there to hurt her. So they investigated it and the gun was, uh, was found to belong to none other than Mary's brother-in-law, Paul. I knew it was somebody's brother. <laughs> Paul Freshour. for sure fresh hour so um 
Paul was, um, let's see, this is like a big family tree part. Okay. Paul's wife was Ron's sister. Ron was her husband, was Mary's husband. Ron died in the car. Yeah. Ron had a sister and that sister was married to Paul. (laughs) We care. I, I know, mean, right? Unless he was close to Ron. Unless, so Ron I mean, he died. must have been really tight with Ron. Maybe. I don't know. But he had also just split up with his wife. So maybe was this was like the impetus. Like he's stressed out. I don't know. He's like, I just need a good scandal to focus on to keep my mind on things. So they found that it was Paul's gun. And uh, he did deny being involved. Paul did. They Paul, asked Paul for some Paul handwriting samples. Yep. Paul, Paul, Paul is the bus driver's brother-in-law. Okay. Mary Gillespie's brother-in-law. <laughs> also Ron Gillespie's brother-in-law. They asked for handwriting samples from Paul. There was some back and forth about whether or not that was on the up and up or not. But, you know, I can see it being a letter writing scandal. Why they would want his <laughs> handwriting yeah. analysis. But, you know, I can only assume there is a proper and improper way to do that. And some yeah, people sure were saying. Try to disguise it as much as he could. Exactly. But I think that the people who are in the know, know how to get them to do it so that it would be the yeah. most honest example. So they searched his garage and collected more evidence. And he was eventually charged with attempted murder in 1983 and found guilty. So even though he did have, apparently he had a solid alibi for, I love this part of the article, almost the entire day in question. So a part of him was like, okay, well, like how far away was this? Almost, you know, like what was he doing for the rest of the day? But, yeah, you know. we need an hour by hour. <laughs> I mean, unless here. it's like when you're sleeping, but I mean, you could still sneak out there in the middle of the night. Yeah. So he never took the stand um, testifying for himself and he did regret not testifying. And he was given the maximum sentence for attempted murder at that time in Ohio, which was seven to 25 years. So everyone assumed, okay, that the Circleville letter writer um, was Paul and they figured that the letters would stop once Paul was out of the picture and in prison. They were wrong. Oh, no. The letters continued. So they he think, okay, accomplice. Paul's a clever, clever dude. And he's finding a way to get these letters out from prison. So what do they do? They put Paul in solitary confinement. But the letters continued. <laughs> the letters continued. All of them were still postmarked in, from Columbus, even though Paul was in prison somewhere else. In a completely different part of the state so they were convinced at this point that paul was not writing the letters now i thought what you just said yeah accomplice mm-hmm. who's to say paul is in it on his own if paul is involved in the end anyway right. because to me right now we have this whole booby trap gun thingamajiggy but uh to me it doesn't necessarily mean that the letters are the same person this could be paul doing something stupid and um and har- trying to harm somebody and then they're also being a crazy anonymous letter writer who knows it could be two different people or they could be working together it could be more than two people who knows be a whole team of individuals so for seven years paul was a model prisoner 
You're a good prisoner. They rejected his request for parole based on, quote, the volume of letters that were still being sent to people anonymously, end quote. (gasps) Womp, womp, poor Paul. If Paul was not writing the letters, that is, that's quite disappointing. Yeah. Um, If he was, then, you know, he gets what he gets. But then Paul gets his very own letter while in prison. (laughs) (laughs) And part of that letter wrote, quote, now when you are going now when are you sorry now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there i told you two years ago when we set um up they stay set up don't you listen at all end quote Mm. so um who knows maybe that's real or maybe they're trying to make it look like paul's involved yeah maybe they're trying maybe they really are maybe they're trying to set paul up man the intrigue and mystery just keeps coming (laughs) so after 10 years he was eventually granted parole so he served a total of 10 years and he still said that he was innocent a letter was even sent to the unsolved mysteries office in 1993 (laughs) (laughs) Man, this person's having a good old time. Now, this was on their website, so I don't know. I guess they could have just said that it was, but apparently it was sent to the Unsolved Mysteries office. I can't even imagine the person's job who had to open those letters. Like, that must have, back in the 90s, that must have been a hot job. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I I guess they would have had stories. They would have had some sort of phone line too, I'm sure. But like to get like the letters for, for Unsolved Mysteries and be the person who read them, man, they must have been some crazy letters. I, I, would, I would have loved oh, to sure. have been a fly on the wall for that one. So part of that Unsolved Mysteries office letter in 1993 read, quote, forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you L sickos will pay, end quote. Oh, I it, was it was signed Iowa. No, Ohio. Oh. Ohio. Okay. So it was signed the Circleville writer. And uh, this did not stop them from doing an episode on the Circleville writer. They were not deterred. And they they called it the poison pen murder. Good for them. Even though we don't know if it was a murder. So I was gonna stop it there, but I thought, like, you know. I've read, I've listened to the podcast about this and you most likely had as well. So then I got to thinking about psychology and what would, what would make somebody do something like this, whether it was Paul or somebody else. So I asked myself, why do people write anonymous letters and notes? And this took me down a very interesting online rabbit hole. Do you remember that, that website that you showed me a very long time ago? It was like, um, the notes the like anonymous notes.com or something like that passive aggressive notes passive aggressive notes.com <laughs> is that what it was yeah and a lot of it was like neighbors and roommates yeah it was like really stuff. annoying like clean your dishes yeah. stephanie i, I wonder if it's <laughs> still around i'm sure it is i'm 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 sure it is too but that's what it reminded me of because it took me to this article of these people writing a lot of their, it was specifically about neighbors. Like one was like, learn how to park your car. Yeah. You know, 
And some of them were like about their pets and all kinds of stuff. It was really, really aggressive letter writing, anonymous notes to like neighbors and stuff. So you can imagine like like getting something on your car. Yeah, their last post was March 2016. So I guess it's not, it's it's, it's a blog. Well, that was well after we started reading it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it lasted for a while. Okay. It was, some of them were really funny, but you know, you never know if they're real or if someone just, yeah, it's kind of like the FML website. Yeah. Are these real? So, um, therapist Clinton powers says, um, the, the answer to my question, why do people do this quote? The answer is they're trying to avoid any consequences. Yeah. It happens online Um, all the time and it's called online disinhibition effect basically people experience a lack of restraint when they're communicating and it's not in person it kind of happens when there's anonymity there's invisibility there's no kind of consequences communicating in person compared to via a letter is also vastly different when you're communicating with someone face to face there's so much more involved in body language and facial expressions even just being in close proximity to other people, Mr. Power said. He also said, so when all those are taken out, what happens is people can let out their anger or their frustration or nastiness without any bounds. There's a lack of empathy when writing an anonymous letter. Empathy is a skill that happens in in in-person relationships. It's a really important relationship skill, end quote, from Clinton Power. And I was like, well, you know what? That made a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, I get get that. So then I thought, you know, about the gossip angle, because like this person, whoever they were or person stirred up some real shit in this town where people were like acting out because of all these rumors and things that were going around. And some of them obviously turned out to be true, the affair whether it was before or after the letter started. So like, why do people gossip? You know, like, what's that about? Why do we like it so much? Why do we like it so much? So this was obviously part of it was gossip and then the anonymity factor. So I went to my favorite psychology today (laughs) and they said that some of the motivations for gossiping are that some people the easiest answer some people are doing it to seek revenge that that makes sense especially considering the uh the kind of like attitude and tone that was in the letter that i yeah yeah there was definitely a revenge it was aggressive it was like i've been observing you and i know you have children like oh that just like that, that definitely makes you feel very threatened so another reason why people gossip is when a person doesn't like another person, they typically do seek out others that are sharing their same feelings of dislike. And if they do find someone who shares those same thoughts and feelings, they feel like their gossip is validated and it justifies their potentially hurtful behavior. Yeah, it's like a, like um, rationalization type. Mm -hmm. They said that most people gossip because gossiping is enjoyable because it gives them a sense of power. Oh, interesting. 
And talking about other people gives an individual a sense of relief because yeah. you yourself are not experiencing the same woes as whoever you're discussing. That one I can definitely. Oh yeah. It's like somebody has it worse than you. I can see that where like, you yeah. may not be thinking about it on the surface, but like yeah. a sub- like deep inside you are like, oh, thank God, that's not my circumstance. Yeah, I'm doing better than that person. You know, like if it if it were me, I don't know what I would do. You yeah. know, like yeah, because you like a sense of um, superiority. Yeah, but not even like like nanny nanny boo boo stuff. Even just like in a reflect, you know, like a comparison. Like wow, yeah. you know, like I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a field guide of what to do when things happen. And so <laughs> they asked. They also said that gossip actually affects your brain. Oh shit! So in the psychology, so who knows what the brain of this Circleville writer looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness, <laughs> because you know, they're not there when the person's opening the letter. I mean, they might have been there for like a handful of them if there really were hundreds and if they were a close friend or relative of one of these people, but they weren't there for all of them. So they just had to imagine the reaction of the person when they opened the letter, you know? Yeah. So in the Psychology Today article, it mentioned a neuroscience. It was either a study or a book. I couldn't, couldn't, um, it was either a book about a study or it was just a study um, where they examined people's brains and their imaging of their brain as they listened to positive and negative gossip about themselves and also about celebrities, just throwing the celebrities in there. So people who heard positive and or negative gossip about themselves showed more activity in their prefrontal cortex of their brains which helps people navigate complex social behaviors. So this reaction also occurred when the participants of the study heard negative gossip in general, okay? So wait, and, good, good for your brain? <laughs> I know, right? It just said that, it, that it, you could see it. Like you could oh, okay. see that something was different, something was happening. Oh, something was active- I'm assuming it, it lit up, it was activated is a good word. Yeah. Um, there was more activity yeah is what they said that it's the brain showed more activity in the prefrontal cortex than it had before when it heard positive or negative gossip about themselves and when they heard negative gossip in general this research was done by peng wang mo and chen those are their last names Uh Uh, and they said that it demonstrates that people want to fit in socially and they also want others to see them in a positive light this is in 2015 they also found that the reward center in the brain was activated in response to negative gossip about celebrities oh that explains all the podcasts i like to listen to and it explains (laughs) like keeping up with the kardashians below deck like all these things all these reality shows i feel I know. Tabloids, I, I love me a good, a good fight on those shows or <laughs> Real Housewives. You know, like I think it really explains a lot of reality shows and tabloids. Yeah. So uh, I feel so up. validated now. <laughs> <laughs> so your reward center has been activated. Yeah. Um, so it demonstrates how salacious celebrity scandals um, 
pique people's interest. And predictably, the study, of course, showed that people did feel happier when they heard positive gossip about themselves. And they felt more agitated when they heard negative gossip about themselves. I feel like it doesn't count as gossip if it's positive. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a good, that would be a good thing. It's like, what did they consider to be and what not to be gossip? You know, like what is their definition? I just think of gossip as like not usually positive, maybe not necessarily like really negative, but just like, you know, breaking news kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't have okay. like, a positive connotation to me. So in the dictionary, oh, gossip says, <laughs> looking it up. I just want to see what like what the dictionary says. This is may or may not be what the study considered. Casual or unconstrained conversation or reports by other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. So oh, maybe okay. the gossip is like, like if someone's pregnant, oh, she's could dating be a celebrity. Yeah. Or he's got a brand new car. <laughs> yeah. Think of anything um or if someone's yeah. like yeah like you said dating somebody or getting and similar tittle tattle tattle whispers stories tales and canards according to well, i don't know what a canard is but um the dictionary <laughs> that's what the di dictionary says so apparently gossiping is is rewarding to your brain it's deep inside and it is uh, hard to ignore it's hard to ignore but yeah that was the end of my topic but Wait, so they never found out who the letter writer was after all that nope i don't know why i thought i thought it ended up being or maybe i thought it was like the the ex-wife of the of paul or his ron's wife. sister yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's like such a flair. i had to reread that sentence like three times to get their real connection i was like what I almost had to draw a diagram <laughs> of like a family. Yeah, tree. when it gets to be like, you know, in-law to the in-law. His brother, sister's cousin said, you know, yeah. like it, it sounds like it's a small town. So it's like where people really kind of knew each other's business anyway. So it, you know, these people may not, the writer may not have even been all that closely connected with, yeah. um, with the individuals they might have just heard things about town and we're like you know what i've got their address let's see yeah. them squirm it's just and i totally get the lack of empathy thing that that definitely comes into play and the fact that they didn't want to you, you know they clearly had a sense of entitlement or like wanting to wrong some sort of right you know that i i have a feeling from that letter that they did not approve of infidelity um so they wanted to like you know right wrongs or whatever be like this little crusader here but um yeah i guess they just didn't want any consequences for it well that's a, that's, I don't know. A, that's a very interesting story even second time around i'm like <laughs> I can't <believe> that. <laughs> well hopefully i brought you a little something new this time yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah that's the end of my topic and uh but the circleville letter writer was never found and i guess it stopped in the 90s so maybe they over away. 20 years ago yeah
So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they stopped the ability to write. Man. Numbness in the hand. Who knows? <laughs> um, maybe they, they, you know, hung up their letter writing days and said no more. Yeah. Maybe it wonder, really was like, Paul. Yeah. It's like, it makes you wonder, like, did he really do it? Like, or did they just take his gun? You know? I know. Ugh. So weird. Uh, yeah. So weird. So, so creepy. I hope all is well in Circleville now. Yeah. Um, and that, that, uh, that no one's getting any more threatening letters, but then is that's all she wrote pun intended and uh check us out on facebook and instagram on this is the part i don't get and our gmail part the part i don't get at gmail.com and uh until next time all right bye bye